Hello, hello, hello. All right, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, and that's a lot better. Okay. Awesome. All right, good. All right, now that now we're nine minutes late, we'll get into it, okay? I apologize. <laughs> no, dude, I, I do the same thing as you. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie Podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll. I'm the sole employee, last guy standing at valleyindie.org, a local news website, an online newspaper I guess, or, or whatever. We just had some breaking news. Charlie the Missing Bulldog from Shelton, he ran away from the Derby Shelton fireworks show back on July 3rd, has been missing for a month. I was presumed somebody stole him. Or I had presumed somebody had stolen him. He was found earlier today. He's alive. He's well, and he's been reunited with his loving family. So some good news uh, coming out of the Lower Valley, which I know is going to make our guest happy tonight. I'm trying something different on this uh, episode of Naval Gazing. I'm reaching, I'm reaching out to other Connecticut podcasts because I like podcasts. I think they're a good thing. And there's a bunch of them in Connecticut that, I don't know, maybe I can bring a little exposure to. Maybe we can trade off. We can go on each other's shows, all that kind of stuff. I'll probably edit all this out because this, this intro has gone nowhere. But I want to <laughs> bring on John Amenta from Pinta Comics. Welcome to the podcast, John. Thanks, Eugene. I appreciate having me on. Hey, what's that dog say? Charlie is home. Yes, Charlie's safe. That's what? right. My dog is very excited that Charlie made it after a month of uh, of living on the on the streets of Shelton. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming eating garbage. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing, man. This bulldog can survive. He looks. He looks. You know, you can see his bones and stuff like that in the picture. That they found him in a ravine or something like that. Oh Jesus! I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't actually reached out. This is all just things I've seen on. Uh, on social media. But John, I think you're like one of the guys in Connecticut that uh, inspires me. I do two podcasts, right? I do this one, which is like my work one, you know, local uh, news site, weekly talk show type deal. And then I do a, a horror movie podcast with two buddies. Or Brian Spears is my buddy. Me and Joe, I don't know where we stand uh, with each other <laughs> at this point. But the three of us, uh, uh, you know, do a podcast. And you... Uh, like you're everywhere with Pint of Comics, so just tell us. You have a co-host, uh, of course. Oh yeah, two, two. Oh, two now. Okay, that's relatively recent, then, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay, so go through who everybody is and how you found each other and how you conquered the Connecticut podcast world. Uh, okay, so Pint of Comics is uh, my, myself, uh, Sir John, who is the guy I started it with, who is a, a longtime friend, uh, who I met in a comic book store many years ago. Just uh, if you've ever, I know you guys generally don't spend time in comic stores, but they're, they're very communal places where, you know, like-minded people, a.k.a. nerds or geeks, get together and talk about Superman and why his underwear is on the outside of his pants and all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, I, met, I met John many years ago uh, through there, and uh, we had been friendly for a long time, and we, um, uh, we ended up both joining with a, another old friend of ours to do a podcast about probably four or five years ago called from the hip. Okay. Uh, which was, um, also a pop culture, uh, podcast. And, um, we did that for about a year and a half, two years, maybe started and, arguing uh, with each other too much. No, no, no. You no. know what it was, but we did argue. There's definitely some, there's definitely some disagreements there, uh, here and there. Uh, the guy Vinny who uh, ran it, um, who was, it was his thing, uh, moved to Florida. He got out of Connecticut and, uh, and me and John were kind of left, uh, left, you know, up here and we really enjoyed doing it. So we decided, you know, we're going to continue. 
so for about six months, we were, you know, just getting equipment together and all that stuff. And, uh, and then we decided to start Pentacomics. And then I would say probably about um, very, very around that time, I had met a guy named Lloyd also at the comic book store. And uh, we had become friends. And um, from like minute one that me and John put out our first podcast, uh, he was a listener and we had him on as a guest. And then it would just be like he'd be on as a guest a lot. Like not even a guest at that point. He was almost like just, you know, hey, we're going to record. You want to come over tonight or, you know, whatever. And I think around 70 episodes in, we just decided to ask him if he wanted to join up permanently. So it's it's nice dynamic too because now we've got three guys and um, if one of us can't make it, there's still someone else that could do it. You know, um, we have a radio show as well on um, WESU in Middletown uh, on Sunday nights at 6.30 p.m., and that's just me and John because me and John are the only two that are technically uh, DJs at the radio station. Um, but yeah, it's it's just we've we've been going about two plus years. We're about to hit our hundredth episode of the podcast in about a month or so, and we're at about 110 radio shows. Yeah, it's and a great it's- podcast, and and the fact that you guys do a weekly radio show, uh, I assume that gives you like the the fact that you know okay once a week. John and I are going to get together to do this radio show. Like there, you, you you constantly record. It's not like cause in my podcast, like the even this one, uh, navel gazing. I'll have a couple of weeks where I just I can't get it together and I don't get an episode out the door. But you guys are pretty religious uh, about that. And does having the radio station set in stone once a week help that? Uh, yeah, but there's there's also secrets. So. Uh, I, and by the way, I mean, I, I know I've said this to you before, but I want to throw it out there. I, your show is one of my favorites. I, I love you guys, and uh, it, it's truly – it's the show that I listen to um, that reminds me the most of our show because you're very conversational. Uh, even though you have horror in the title, you're not always talking just horror. We don't talk just comic books. Right, um, yeah. And you guys got a great dynamic, and I think John, Lloyd, and I have a pretty good dynamic. Um, no, you know, the actual honest truth is – is that um, John and I generally do the radio show every week uh, due to work um, issues I've had with my actual job. I haven't done the radio show maybe only twice in the last two months. Um, but he's he keeps doing it. He's got some fill-in hosts, some great people. Um, but the, the kicker is, is that you'll notice if you listen to our show, we almost never say the episode number because hmm. we do we, we very much like you do the same thing where I'm assuming – We'll get together and kick out two or three episodes in a night. Yeah. And we'll, if there's something topical, I'll make sure that one goes out first. But I'll also make sure we record ones like we do a series called uh, the Pint Movie Invitational where, where you're going to come on and do one with us where we talk. We have a, a guest on and they pick a movie and we talk about that movie. You could generally put that out whenever you want. And that's what, that's what I kind of do by – since the two years that we've been doing the show – We've never missed putting a podcast out a week, but there's a lot of times where I'll put out radio episodes as the podcast, and there's a lot of times where the podcast you hear was recorded four months ago. Right. See, I like that. See, our guy Joe that I do the mobile horror companion with, he's obsessed with episode numbers. He puts them in like even the title, and so we'll have like you know it gets a little it could be a little wacky because then you know the show starts and we think it's episode one hundred five, but in reality it's one ten. Right, exactly. The other, yeah. the other thing we did, we had like I was just looking at our stuff the other day. I was trying to, you know, I do a a, a website, but I never upload the the episodes to the website because who's got time? But I was trying to catch up the other day, and I went back, and I think our 
we did a Halloween 2017 special that didn't come out till like July because yeah. you know we had we recorded <laughs> too many. But how right. about when you when you look around the Connecticut podcast scene? Because I think I discovered your podcast on Twitter, and then from there. Uh, I, I sort of discovered all these other podcasts all over the state. I should ask, where, where are you guys based? Like, where does everybody live? Uh, I live in Wallingford. John lives in Portland, and Lloyd lives in Farmington. Parts unknown. The, I figured. I figured uh, Lloyd is parts <laughs> unknown, but no, sorry. Yeah, 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 parts. Yeah, he, well, he is the manster, so yeah, parts <laughs> unknown. So, and like, what what are some other podcasts that you recommend people check out? All homegrown here in uh the state of connecticut okay uh so there is uh there's a new one coming out um and and this is this one here i'll i'll say right off the bat is very i guess um taste driven or at least what you're gonna like uh but the guy who does it is a guy named chad davis chad dizzle davis and he's a podcaster who's done a couple shows in connecticut and he did a show called pass the f and popcorn which was like a movie review show and he did one called hanging with chad that was very good. That was a like interview show. He's doing one that's going to be coming out pretty soon called Did I Pod That? And <laughs> him, it's him and a partner. And, I mean, this is very niche, but I'm still going to listen to some of it because Chad's really good at what he does. Um, it's him and a partner going through every episode of the late 80s, early 90s sitcom uh, Family Matters, the Urkel show, otherwise known as. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, and that that show lasted, I think, something like two hundred and fifty episodes. Uh. <laughs> so, but Chad is Chad is really entertaining, and uh, and he gets a lot of uh, really good local um, stand up comedians and good guests on. Uh, but otherwise, there's a couple brothers that I'm uh, we're good friends with that both each have a really good show. Uh, one of them, Jerry Morgan, does a show called uh, FOJ Live, which is um, is a podcast, but it's a live kind of YouTube streaming show mm -hmm. and he covers everything. He covers pop culture. He has people on talking about, um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, cryptozoology, like Loch Ness monster and Bigfoot. And, and he, he just, he kind of covers a gamut of stuff and he's a, a stand up comic. So he's really funny. His brother, Andrew has a show called Nomcast, uh, which is the Netflix original movie podcast. Oh, and nice. Andrew, okay. Yeah, and Andrew will, um, you know, whatever movies come out on Netflix originally, you know, like the Motley Crue movie or whatever, he has a guest on and they discuss that movie for, you know, an hour or whatever. We've done that show uh, two times now and it's it's awesome. And like, again, these are all Connecticut guys. Um, and how just, did you get, you know, how did you like meet these other podcasters and how come there's so many stand-up comics doing it? Uh, the stand-up comic thing, I don't know. There's a, there's a guy named Pat Oates. He has a show called Pat Oates is Sad. Uh, that's very good too. Um, I, you know, I met all these people honestly through Twitter, through uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, the CT Pod Squad um, uh, Facebook group, and and then just meeting them all in person and, and realizing that it's really cool to kind of, you know, you know, it seems like everybody has a podcast nowadays, but it's still interesting to find out, you know, talk to you and find out how you guys do your thing and you know how we do our thing and and you know. And just make connections, and it, it it's a cool community. Yeah, and it's not like, I mean, you know, you have your equipment, you do recordings, you edit it, and I do the same. But it, I don't think either of us has formal training in broadcasting or, or editing audio, right? Oh, uh, no. I, the only formal training I have in broadcasting is ridiculous. It's that I 
you know, I'm, I am a DJ at WESU in Middletown and I took a, you know, I don't know, two month long, very interspersed course, like maybe eight classes and then a, a, a test, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, to do that. So no, not anything serious. And editing was literally just when we had from the hip, the old show, Vinny, the guy that ran it used to edit it. And I used to bother him because we'd record like on a Wednesday and by Thursday, if the episode wasn't out, I would give him crap because, oh. because I want, I wanted to hear it. I'm like, dude, I want to hear the show. And he would always say to me, you don't get it. And one time when I went over his house, he let me sit down and edit like maybe a two minute section. And it just, it, it still didn't really hit me because I wasn't thinking in terms of hour long show. When we, we started this show, <clears throat> pardon me. And I started editing. I realized that that is the, it's the worst thing ever. And it's, it's just time. It's a time suck. Um, and I was only bringing that up, like just because I think what's cool about these podcasts is that these are people power podcasts was the, was the point I was trying to make. I think it's oh, good yeah. that, you know, it's, they're not sickly produced, uh, you know, stuff you always, you've, everyone's grown up, uh, hearing on the radio and the topics are just so, as you just went through a bunch of them, they're so diverse and so different. Right. Which is really cool. Now, how much editing do you do? You, I mean, Pine of Comics, you do at least an hour. I mean, the radio show is live, and, and that's one thing. But then the actual episodes you can get on iTunes and all the other places. Uh, do you, like, I mean, would you do two hours and then cut out an hour? Or do you just kind of let it run? And maybe, like, you know, if somebody says something, like, totally criminally offensive, you'll edit yeah, that yeah. out. But, like, how much editing are you doing? <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of ums and... Uh... Like oh, some pauses wow. here and there. Oh wow, you get that. Yeah. See, I leave them in. I, I know I say um all the time, but okay, so you're way I, more disciplined than me. I leave them in. Like, well, let's just put it this way: if you listen to a standard episode of Pine and Comics and you said to yourself, "Wow, this guy John says um a lot," or "This guy says that a lot," well, I said it nine times more <laughs> than what you heard. Yeah, right. So right. I don't. I don't want it to sound like robots talking to each other. There's got to be that element of like a real person conversation. Um, the only time I ever really edit content out is if either something ended up being a false fact that I discovered beforehand, Oh yeah, which, yeah. Ha which has happened. You know, you say sure. the wrong thing, you catch it and go, that's not right. Um, someone does, you know, it's only happened a couple times, but someone does say something like super out of line that you go, that might not, that might not fit. Yeah. You know what I mean? None of us want uh, to get fired for making these podcasts. You know? Well, yeah. yeah. You know, no one wants to get fired. Nobody wants to, you know, I mean, I, I'm not worried about offending people, you know, too much. That's not in my head, but you know, I, I've got a prime example of uh, uh, some friends. I won't say the show. Um, they put out their podcast this week and I was talking to one of them. They're not in Connecticut and they immediately took it down and decided to re-edit it because in the beginning of the episode, they had like a kind of a long joke about um, uh, one of the guys. Like it was a joke about someone shooting one of the guys. And I mean, obviously, and right, you yeah, know, yeah, you know what I mean. And and they they just said, you know, I can't put this out in good conscience with you know what's going on. You know, I mean, it's always going on here, unfortunately. But in the last week, you know, you've had whatever three incidences across the country, and you know, they just said, I don't want, I don't want people to hear that. I don't want to put that out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. Uh, I had something happen today. I was supposed to uh, have, maybe you've had this happen too. I was supposed to interview, I mean, it's all, it's been rescheduled, so it's all good, but I was supposed to interview David Naughton, the star of American Werewolf in London. Oh yeah. Making it. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. Like when you say the guy's name, what, you know, the different 
reactions people have. It's you know, it's either Dr. Pepper making it or American Werewolf. But uh, but he didn't call. So I like I spent all day. I, I went into this wormhole yesterday, just looking up every interview I could find with him on YouTube. And from there, I went into a John Landis uh, vortex. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, but then it turned out I guess there was a miscommunication between his people, and he just he's gonna call Friday uh, instead. But I was so like. I was so depressed. Have you ever had that happen where you're like something just goes completely wrong at the last second? Maybe even technically, like what's your what's your worst podcast recording horror story? Uh, okay, so um, a lot of shows, you know, when we have guests over to do our show, it's always local people, and they come over to my house and record with us. You know, um, part of the reason is, and we could talk to this ten minutes ago. Yeah, is that. Is that you know, and it wasn't a big deal, but you know, we had a ten-minute snafu where we couldn't figure out how to record. And I'm always very conscientious of like the people who I'm going to have on's time. And like, so one of my biggest things is like I'm afraid, even though we've been doing this for two years, to do like what we're doing right now. I'm afraid to facilitate a over-the-computer show because I'm afraid that we're going to end up like for 25 minutes not being able to figure out how to do it. And then I've got to tell this person that like set their night aside, you know, Oh, we can't do this tonight. And then it's just, um, and I, it was happening with me and you cause you know, either the audio wasn't perfect. I mean, that was good enough. And right. then as you're, if you're, as you're recording this, you just have in the back of your mind, the oh my God, this audio sucks. This audio sucks. Or I'm, I'm going to get killed for this. And it just kind of sucks the life out of the whole uh, right. interview. I, I'm, I'm I'm like overly, uh, the uh, you know John particularly makes fun of me. I'm overly uh, sensitive to like I I like I will text people and ask them like how did the show sound? Did it sound okay? Did you you know did it sound echoey? Did it sound reverbery? And people always tell me no, it sounds good. But in my head, like we we did a couple episodes a few weeks ago where uh, we had uh, Larry Dwyer who's been on your show several times. CT Cult Classics. Yeah, one one of one of, just a great dude. And he came over on a, a Saturday night, and it was like, if you remember, like maybe three weeks ago, it was that that crazy hot Saturday. Yeah. And you know, Larry, Larry, if if you've ever recorded with him, he's he's a sweater. He like he has his he has his little sweat rags and everything. And usually when we record, what's he so worried um, about? What do you mean he's a sweater? Is that what's <laughs> no, he hiding? He, no, he's not hiding anything. But he just he okay. always has a sweat rag, right, and it's right, always right. it's a joke with him. And, uh, well, now I, he, you just gave Larry a new. I know it was scary, Larry. Now it's sweat yep. rag, Larry. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We, we actually at one hold point hold on while named, I tweet that. <laughs> we had oh, actually named a sweat rag at one point. I can't remember what we called it. <laughs> oh, this is gross. But he came over and he uh, he recorded with us, and I we always shut the AC off, and I want no noise in the house except for you know my dogs in the background, way in the back of the house, and it was so hot we decided to uh, to just say f it and run a fan in the room while we recorded. And when I edited the episodes, even though it didn't sound that bad, all I could hear was the fan in my head. Yeah. And then there's always some, there's always some millennial out there on uh, Facebook who'll point out the sound problem too. Freaking millennials. Right. I, I, yeah, absolutely agree. And I, I just get all tight over that stuff and I shouldn't because like you said, this is free entertainment for people, uh, that, you know, that literally is like, kind of like a part-time job um, that I get nothing for, but I enjoy doing it. So, But I still want to put out the best thing I can put out. Yeah, yeah, same here. And I guess it's like speaking of Larry and Connecticut Cult Classics, it's coming up, they're, they're next showing at the Strand Theater right up the road in uh, Seymour on Main Street there, Saturday, August 17th. 
they're showing yeah. Sleepaway Camp and Friday the Third. I just lost it, but Friday the Thirteenth is the other movie, right? Oh yeah. So that's pretty cool. So you can go to Connecticut Cult Classics on uh, the Facebook or ConnecticutCultClassics.com to buy your tickets. Are you going? Uh, yeah, I go. I go to everyone. I we sponsor everyone too. I I uh, I love Larry. I love his shows. I love what he does for the community. I'm not, you know, I'm not even like one of the big horror guys. Like I enjoy horror, but I'm not like like we we sponsor CT Horror Fest as well. Mm. And we, you know, we saw you guys there last year and had a great time and, and guessed it on your show. And I'm not of that like level of, you know, I don't have a tattoo of the tall guy or whatever from Phantasm. But that being said, Larry's shows are $10 for two movies. You know, the snacks are cheap. It, it, it's a wonderful time. There's, there's giveaways. And honestly, you know, I, I I'm going to sound like this is the pro Larry show, but like the dude just works his, his ass off. And, uh, I don't know. He's he's really cool, and uh, he he's done a, a really cool thing for for Connecticut and for I guess the Valley for where you're, you you guys are out of. Yeah, he and he just you know because he was doing that, there was just another one that uh, John Marini from Ansonia did with Godzilla. Godzilla t- stomps the strand, and that was a direct uh, you know the inspiration for that was Connecticut Cult Classics. And I'm telling you, like you know, a couple of years ago, that theater was pretty much done. I mean, the the, uh, the town used to show movies on the weekends, but, you know, no one has to go to a movie theater to go see a movie that's already out on DVD anymore. So Larry's really tapped into something by doing these sort of, uh, you know, fun movies that are that, that are that are awesome to see with a bunch of uh, freaky geeks. But I've yet yeah. to go. I mean, I've I, the only thing I've ever done at the Strand, I saw Artie Lang a couple of months ago before he got caught. Oh, yeah, off. right, right. But uh, I just can't, I just have like I don't have the discipline to sit through two movies just because I'm an old man uh, and I don't really leave my house. But, uh, I'm uh, on the same boat, but I, I every two months I manage to make my way down there. It's if you ever go, you'll have a good time. I, I gotta I, do it. I found out I found out about Larry's shows uh, through Facebook a couple years ago. I saw an ad on Facebook and it was right around Christmas. And uh, my buddy Rich is a big Friday the Thirteenth fan, and it was Friday the Thirteenth two and three. In 3D, he did it in 3D, and um, and uh, I I got tickets for him, and I you know I said okay I'll get you the ticket and I'll go you know I'll go that'll be the Christmas gift, and I I thought you know he'll have a great time and I'll go and tolerate it, and uh, and then when we walked in the first thing it made me think of was you know growing up in the 80s, um, the movie theater was like an old school single house movie theater <laughs> yeah yeah you know which I haven't seen in 25 plus years. And then, and then it was just the whole night. I mean, like I said, the raffle, you know, everybody that helps Larry out is, is just awesome people. And, um, I had a great time. And I, at the end of the night, my buddy, who was the one I got the ticket for, I think he had a good time, but he was just kind of indifferent. And I was like, I couldn't wait until the next one. That's awesome. And then you, you, you're appearing somewhere. Are you guys going to, what is it? Terrificon? Is that, did that already happen or is that coming up? Uh, that's, uh, August, uh, that's this weekend, 9th through 11th. We'll be, uh, We'll be there as press, so we're going to do interviews and all that good stuff. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's a huge one, right? That's, that, I mean, that's what started off in Trumbull, and now they're up there in Mohegan Sun. Is that like one of the yeah. biggest uh, events in the in the state? It is, it is. I think, the biggest Comic-Con maybe in the Northeast. Uh, it's awesome. The guy, Mitch Halleck, who runs it, is actually the guy who I, I told you before, I haven't been able to do the radio show too, too much because of work. Mitch has filled in for me quite a bit, so I appreciate that. And he's just a great guy, and he, he's putting on a really great show that's very comic book-centric. A lot of these shows you go to New York Comic-Con or San Diego Comic-Con, they're not comic book conventions. They're 
they're Hollywood conventions. You know what mm. I mean? And, and that's great. That There's nothing wrong with that. But this is the real deal. This is where, you know, I won't bore you with names, but if you... No, were, no, go if, ahead, because somebody will know. If I don't know, somebody yeah. listening will. Go ahead. Uh, you know, Jim Starlin, the guy who created Thanos, uh, you know, who, you know, his 30-year-old comic book character who is now one of the most popular movie characters is going to be there. Uh, Tom King is going to be there. Um, God, there's there's a million names I'm going to drop out of my head. Jerry Ordway, um, who is one of the guys that was involved in the death of Superman back in, in the mid to late or early 90s, is going to be there. And I mean, and that's... Uh, um, there's a guy named Donnie Cates who is currently writing uh, uh, Carnage and Venom and all that popular stuff through Marvel. And I mean, that's four names out of literally like, and, and then for actors, he's going to have Billy D. Williams is going to be there. Uh, Val Kilmer is going to be there. Um, yeah. He's, he's got a lot of really great uh, talent coming to the show and uh, we're, we're going to spend three days there and I can't wait because every year it's, it's a, it's just such a fantastic show. And then you guys are also, I remember earlier in the year, you're, you're doing a lot of stuff at breweries. Is, are you still planning to do stuff? Like, how did that go for you? Yeah, you know, we, we had a good time, but the it's funny, the brewery that we were doing, uh, we did a live show at two years in a row. So we did one last summer and the summer before. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it was called Old Burnside up in um, East Hartford. Um, they were around for, you know, many years and uh, they, they closed down. This year. So, so we didn't do anything there this year, but um, we're always on the lookout to do more stuff like that and uh, just get involved in, in more things out there. We, we have a YouTube channel now, um, Pine of Comics on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to us, hit the bell to get notified. We're, we're expanding into doing more content that's video only. You know, we're doing like little video podcasts here and there. Um, yeah, we're just, you know, n- nobody here is going to get rich and famous from this. But we want to have as much fun as possible and get as much good stuff out there. And it's cool just to meet, like when somebody uh, says they listen or or send you an email or something. It's all it's it's about that, and oh, and told, arguing I'm with amazed. your friends. What'd you say? I'm sorry, I stepped I, on you. Uh, no, uh, I'm just amazed. Whenever, like, you know, I, I know what our our download numbers look like. I think we have a pretty decent following, but I mean, again, we're 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 small potatoes compared to like the Joe Rogan podcast or Mark Maron or something like that. But even though I know people are listening. When someone comes up to me and says, "Oh, I, I, you know, I listened to that episode yesterday, and when you said this, it was funnier. When Lloyd did this or John did this, I'm always taken aback by that because in my head, there's that part of me that like it's just like we're doing this for ourselves, mm. and I enjoy it, and I know you know we all enjoy it, but like when someone actually, and especially when it's someone I don't know, like you always get the feeling when like a friend or someone says something, they're like, they're just being your mom for a minute, like, oh, you look so handsome today, and right. it's like, no, no, I don't." Um, when someone will come up to me, like, you know, uh, when we're out and they see us with the pint of comic shirts or something, go, Oh dude, I just, uh, I listened to like your last four episodes. I'm like, wow, it's a weird feeling. And let's talk about the, I guess I, I can't have you on this podcast and, and not ask you about sort of the, the Marvel cinematic universe. I guess there's been. Uh, see, now I don't watch any of the movies. I'm gonna. I'm sitting here trying to BS like I watch some of them, but <laughs> I could feel myself. I don't know. So where's this all going? I know what the last one was. Endgame. Uh, you know, uh, what's the next? What are you looking forward to as a guy who uh, digs the the Marvel stuff? I, you know, in all honesty, and not saying uh, I'm probably the last guy along with John to get enthusiastic about it. I do enjoy a lot of the Marvel movies. Um, we had we were probably one of the few podcasts that uh, reviewed Endgame and gave it a negative review, and it, and it just it just didn't do it for me. Um, but yeah, they're they're going to be doing um, 
there was a, a kung fu character called Shang Chi. Uh, they're going to be doing a movie about him uh, in the next run. They're going to be doing a Blade movie uh, with Mahershala Ali, uh, who was if you ever saw, um, geez, he was True in, Detective. Uh, he was just in, yeah, yeah, he was third he was true season detective. of True Detective, yeah. Yeah, game, uh, I mean, uh, uh, House of Cards, he had a uh, minor role a couple of years ago, or a supporting role. Okay, he's he's a fantastic actor. Um, they, uh, they have one called The Eternals, which is an old Marvel property. Um, there, there's a bunch of stuff, and uh, a Black Widow movie, so what's wrong with Scarlett Johansson? You, you know what I mean? There's no, nothing hey, let wrong me ask, there. Is Blade, I, I remember, I never knew Blade was from the comic books when those Wesley Snipes movies uh, were first made because I'm an ignoramus, but I did like those movies. I always yeah. thought they were entertaining and goofy and decent action movies. Uh, I guess they look slightly dated when you take a look at them now. They, you know, they the things move so quickly and now they kind of look dated. But uh, I remember them being R because they were kind of gory. Are they talking about making these new Blade movies uh, in the tradition of those Wesley Snipes ones, or are they going to be R rated? I, I guess or. They haven't gone that far to say that, and I don't know because Disney um, probably right, will keep no. it in the P, in the PG thirteen range. There but are overlords. Honesty, yeah, they, exactly, exactly. They can't allow an R rated movie because that mm. means that like sixty percent of the people out there that buy their tickets can't go see it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the money. Well, what did you think? Let, let's close it out by talking about uh, Stranger Things three. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, I liked it a lot. I, I, I will paraphrase the mobile horror companion and say, uh, say, uh, can I say mobile horror companion? I noticed you said the other podcast, so I don't want to. Oh, no, no it's fine. I mean, I, 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 I like write. I, I never know whether I want uh, <laughs> the, the people who read the Valley Indie to know I do the mobile horror podcast, but whatever. Who okay. I, I, I can't cut that out if you want. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think it was a very good show. I, you know what it was, was, I'm at a point in my life where if I could sit down for eight hours of episodes and have fun yeah, and you know, and, and that's what I did. I had fun were, you know, and were there things in it that were, you know, ridiculous? Were there things that were, you know, maybe a little bit too much? Um, sure. But you know what? It's entertaining. And I just, you know, it's one of those things where when I think about it, I go, I was thinking about it the other day. Cause you know, I, I watch my share of, you know, streaming TV and stuff. And I think, you know, man, there's some shows that I watch that I just don't get that feeling I had with Stranger Things, which was, you know, okay, I watched two episodes and then I'm at work the next day going, hey, I can't wait to get home to watch that next episode. You know, I agree. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's not perfect, but there's just something about that show that is yeah. delightful. It's just, it's just, yeah. a, it's a spring breeze. I agree. I agree. Uh, and sometimes too, there's something about, um, there's something about entertainment, whether it be TV or movies or, or even a book or something, that like when you're like when you're it's Christmas time and you're watching a Christmas themed movie. Same thing with this Stranger Things. It taking place in in the heat of July and we're in July and it just there's something about that that sinks up to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you can connect with it. You can connect. I watch Jaws every summer because Jaws to me is a summer movie. You know, I can connect with it right at that moment. I'm not saying I can't connect with Jaws in in the coldest days of march when it's snowing out but to me jaws is like that summer movie do you feel at all like as you're getting older that your tastes in in movies or comics uh is changing yes yeah and and do you have any like examples and like how Uh, i'll give you a great i'll give you a great example um 
and I don't have kids, so this isn't part of it, but uh, I've noticed in the last few years, at the very least, uh, probably in the last five or six years, that things that I, w- I would have enjoyed a long time ago that may be like maybe a little bit more, I guess, hardcore or violent, hmm. I, I kind of have a harder time with. Like, uh, perfect example, one of my favorite movies as, as a young guy, like when I was in my teens and through my 20s, was A Clockwork Orange. Yeah. And I still think it's a fantastic movie and I still love it. But I watched it a couple years ago for the first time in a long time. And it's just so bleak and ugly that it was just, it it didn't appeal to me in the same way. Um, And then the other night, as a matter of fact, I threw in, I hadn't seen it in a long time, uh, uh, Rob Zombie's uh, The Devil's Rejects, which I loved when I was in my 20s or, you know, late 20s, early 30s when it came out. And I still think it was a great movie. But the stuff in that movie that's like particularly hard was even more particularly hard to watch now. Because I'm at a point in my life where I'm, I'm in my, you know, I'm, I'm 43 years old and I'm sure just like you, you know, I see enough of this crap in real life that like, I don't know, there's just not that, that, that escapism element of some of the violence isn't there anymore. And I wonder, because, is that, is that us getting, cause I feel that, you know what, I am on that same train. I feel a hundred percent the same way and I can't figure out, is it, uh, because I'm getting older? Is it because of everything that's happened uh, say in the last 17 years in terms of, uh, you know, seeing so much violence around yeah, us I, or I, I can't figure out. I, I put it on Facebook once and somebody just told me that it's because I'm losing my testosterone. So maybe that's I, it. I don't know. I, I'm not even kidding with you when you say that I've, I've thought that to myself, like, cause I mean, there's, you know, there's been other things like, you know, again, getting older, I, I find, I find my like empathy, um, for people and situations is, is much more on point and higher than it's ever been. I mean, not not to get too in depth with it, but like my wife went through cancer a few years ago and she's fine now. Oh, but yeah, no, she's good. She's good. But like, I, I wonder if that experience and getting older has made me just a different person. And and mm. you know, and not and I don't want to get too heavy on everything, but like, I, I it, it works its way into. Um, into pop culture and entertainment, you know, again, there, there were things that I would have watched. I still love like a good slasher movie and stuff like that because they're escapism. But when you get closer to the real things, you know, um, devil's rejects can almost be considered real because it's, it's basically just like a psychotic home invasion slash, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and there's a lot of bad stuff that goes on in there. Clockwork orange is, is about, you know, this kid that's just not right. And, and he basically, lives for violence and lives for, uh, you know, denigration and stuff. And, you know, when I was a kid, I guess I saw that with different eyes and yeah, no, I definitely feel as I get older. It's not um, exciting anymore. I, I felt, I, yeah. I, I, I was gonna, I was debating whether to ask, uh, uh, David Naughton, you know, like I said, I was supposed to interview him. It's going to happen Friday. Cause I went back and watched American werewolf in London. And that was a movie like I loved as a kid. You know, it was it was a dare to sit through it, and it was right. exhilarating, and it was hilarious. It's still a great movie. I think it's almost a it, it's so completely original is probably what I, I like about it uh, the most because it's a comedy, it's a horror movie, it's a love story, it's a buddy movie, it's a really yeah. unique movie. But I had forgotten like the dream sequence and all that. Like I'm like, whoa, this is. This is too much. This isn't just an R. This is yeah. a hard R. And I don't know if that would be made today. 
Uh, and I was going to, but then I don't want to, you know, given all that's going on in the world, I don't know if I wanted to drag that into the conversation uh, with David Naughton, but I totally, I totally uh, uh, get where you are. Uh, it's so fun. I hear a train in the background. Whenever, yeah. I would, whenever I would record this in Ansonia, every single time at noon, we have a train uh, go by the Ansonia office. So look at that. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm right, home. I'm right. I'm right near the train station in Wallingford, so. Oh, nice. All right, John. So where can people find Pint Comics to uh, listen to you guys? Okay, you could go to Apple Podcasts or basically every podcatching app, app out there. Uh, go to iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. Um, you could check us out, Pint of Comics. It's Pint O apostrophe comics. Um, go to www.pintacomics.com. Uh, we, we are very bad with the website in terms of getting articles and stuff up. I apologize for that, but we're trying to get better. Um, go to YouTube, look up Pina Comics, and then please subscribe to us and uh, ring the little bell. And then every time we put out a new video, which is usually once or twice a week, uh, you will get a notification that came out. Um, on Sunday nights uh, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, you can go to wesufm.org. And you can go to 88.1 FM on your uh, terrestrial radio if you want. And for an hour, you could hear uh, me and John or John and whoever the guest host is. Uh, that show is much more, I guess, the, uh, the podcast is more uh, topical uh, conversation. And um, the uh, radio show is usually more of an interview show. Uh, we have authors on, artists, uh, musicians, uh, whatever. We have people on and just talk to them. We had you know, uh, you guys on last year. Or, or that was awesome. Last year. That was, it was like, the, it was so much fun to do that. Yeah. We had a great time with you guys. And then you're on Facebook and Twitter, of course, people on uh, yeah, Twitter, Twitter, there. uh, yeah. At Piney comics and Instagram pint underscore O underscore comics. All right. Hey John, thanks so much for uh, all you do for inspiring me and for coming on this podcast. Well, no, Eugene, seriously. I, I love, I love you guys. And, uh, I love your uh, mystery unnamed show that we won't talk about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For hundreds of years, we've brought you the news. For entity info, we gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Changing market now threatens our lives. Post literation, critical reading, dumbed down nation, signs of inbreeding, TV sucking ideas from our head, public discourse, just about dead. We'll ride the dinosaur. Yeah, ride the dinosaur. Our readers are in the opens each day.
Dinosaur. 